Hi, and welcome back to Artificial Intelligence, the Voice First FM show where we examine all things related to AI and especially how they touch the rapidly growing realm of voice first technology. This episode will kick off a run of another three or four episodes leading up to the summer. We hope you, that you enjoy them. My name is Bradley Metrock. I am CEO of a company called Score Publishing based here in Nashville, Tennessee. Our guest today is Monica Landers. Monica, say hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. So Monica Landers is CEO of a company called StoryFit. Monica, what is StoryFit? StoryFit is an AI company. Um, we use AI to deeply understand movie scripts and books, and then we deliver analytics. It comes with marketing recommendations and a, and a whole host of, of useful analytics, both to movie studios or to book publishers. So let's dive a little deeper with that, uh, because it's, it's super fascinating what you're doing with this technology and, and your approach to, to meet you, applying AI to media, essentially. So walk us through a little bit, um, a company that is producing a full-length film or a short film or a company that's written, that's got a book that it's going to publish, it's acquired the rights for, it's thinking about acquiring the rights for, um, any of the above can come to StoryFit and they say, help us um, understand what we need to be doing with this content based on your artificial intelligence, your platform. Walk us through a little bit the mechanics of how it works. Yeah, I will. And I think I'll start back even more broadly at one of the, the, the questions that I run into first is this, hold on a minute. We're talking about a creative work. Like, this is a person's story that are going to be consumed by human beings. Like when we read a book or go to a movie, it's, it, it's not because we're looking for data insights, right? We're going, you know, to learn or to enjoy or to experience. And so that's one of the first things that I, I get um, when we first launch, you know, even within the industry or just from, you know, the general public is, wait a second, this is, you're talking about AI and we're talking about a creative industries. And so at the very base of it is that, that books and movies are, are, you know, they hold cultural weight, right? But, but they're data. So they're different than the consumer data, but still imagine text has all these inherent rules and formations. And think of how a mu movie script is written. Like there's rules about the settings and the, and the dialogue. So once you have a set of rules or a set of expectations, and we can measure that by looking at data, then you can start looking for deviations and changes and starting to figure out, you know, is this change in the way a character speaks? Does this mean they're more relatable or less relatable? Does this mean that this type of character appeals to this audience or a different audience? Is this a type of story that appeals to mass audience, you know, and there you have your kind of big blockbuster or your hit, or is this the kind of story arc um, that appeals to niche audiences? And if so, which niche? And so you're right that there's, you know, there's, there's several stages of story development, whether it's in just the early acquisition and then the development, and this is true of movies or books, right? And then ultimately, once it's created, it's got to reach the audience. So each of these steps actually benefit from the same 
data, the data that, that we're able to provide. We're helping creatives have some kind of firm footing in their decision making. Because this, I mean, this is a tricky job, right? They're not kidding when they say they're, they're using their gut to make decisions. And that's because, you know, our, our gut's pretty smart too, right? We have a lot of information built in from experience about what works and what doesn't. But so AI helps feedback into that and say, look, we've just looked at 2,000 movies and, you know, tens of thousands of characters. And actually, we're seeing exactly what what you're seeing. Um, one very, like to then narrow it even more specific, some feedback we just heard from a, a studio last week was interesting because they've already produced this movie and it's going to, to release um, in the, you know, this year. And, and so they already have audience feedback, but they also sent the movie to us for our analytics. And so we had a lot of really positive things that we noted in the movie and a couple of negatives. And, you know, from a, from a company, you hate to deliver that because you know what the the industry is already, I mean, with the, what the studio is already invested in it. But what was super interesting to me is some of the feedback that we gave to the script. We said, you know, this, this is a, you see, you can see visually, this is a really slow part. You've got a dialogue drop. You've got, um, you've got an action drop here, or look, you've got some real sudden changes in emotion. Like this can be jarring was exactly what their viewers had told them. So I think to me to know that that AI can recognize something in a movie script before it's even produced that thousands, I'm sorry, millions of dollars later, a, a movie audience was able to recognize as well. Yeah, this is pretty fascinating stuff that you're doing. And, and I love the, the conflict, to be honest, to, to use the, uh, I think that's the word I'm looking for, the conflict of a content creator or a publisher, um, you know, a, a, a film house or a, a book publisher having to look itself in the mirror or an author uh, or a screenwriter or whoever having to, to use a technology like this and use computers, machine learning, AI, whatever you want to call it, to essentially look in the mirror and learn, learn new things about yourself and what you've put together. And like anyone looking in the mirror, you may not always like what you see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love what you just said, too, because when you mentioned conflict, of course, conflict is what drives every story. So, right. So, so we, we actually measure conflict and, um, and we run into it, too. So I, I hope that in this case that conflict is, is going to be good for, for um AI story as well because that there there is there is something that I sense that we run into more in this particular industry than you might in other industries of just trying to bridge that hurdle between the wait a second this is creative and versus you know this is machine driven and so we work really hard to translate the machine insights into something that that matters right because yes one of the you know, tens of thousands of things that we measure is how many adjectives are in the story. Well, nobody needs to hear that, right? If you've just written a book, you don't want the feedback on, well, there are a lot of adjectives. But when that's put together with other hundreds of measurements, it starts to give you a, a insight into the, maybe the style of writing or the depth of writing or the creativeness. And so um, that's what we're careful to do to avoid some of the conflict that can crop up is, is, is help to articulate um, these very, you know, rule-based, numbers-based insights into something that's meaningful that can be, um, that, that someone can take action on and helpful action on. The other thing that intrigues me about what you're doing is if you study literature, you know that there, we have a lot of controversial works in our past. 
you look at classic literature and it doesn't take you a whole long time to find things that people have written that do not sit well in our hyper-politically correct culture. And I think the challenge for you and the thing that I find very interesting about what you're doing is that uh, you're going to be presented with um, situations. And we spoke a little bit about this when we met at the London Book Fair. The entire existence of StoryFit is going to be defined by situation after situation after situation where a company is having to decide, a, a customer, a client of yours is having to decide, what are we going to ask your AI for? What, how are we going to limit the information coming back so as not to cloud our judgment and to get in the way of the storytelling? What is the actionable part of this, you know, versus what is the stuff we ought to just get out of the way of, even if it is a little bit controversial? I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the, the hornet's nest of issues that this potentially opens. And then once a publisher gets through those, that, that hornet's nest of issues, how much better off they would be for going through that process. Part of that's why we always stress, and, I, and you hear this a lot of directions now, is the idea of augmented intelligence, is that there still has to be, I think, in this to, to have a really good end result, is that human decision-making. And that's where you say, like, the, the book that's amazing, but maybe breaks so many rules that it, it doesn't score well, say, on some of our measurements. Um, what I always recommend is, is we're doing these insights, so you actually, it's not a yes, no, you look at it and say, wait a second, do I, do I buy this or do I see why? And we delivered some, what like could have been interpreted as bad results on a book. This was a while back. And I, and I w wondered about it because I thought, well, how's this going to go over? But I got this great response because the guy said, great, this is exactly what we wanted. We are going after this niche this way. This is what we wanted. This is what we see in the book too. That, I mean, that kind of gets to what you're saying is, is you don't want to be, it's almost a misinterpretation of the, of analytics and insights to think that they're determining your path. They more should be informing the decision-making because we have to keep taking risks. I mean, I hope I mean, that that's part of like media um, and entertainment and growth is like leading the way towards risk-taking. But, but this just helps you do it with more knowing. Like you, you're like, yep, it's not just, it's not just me that thinks this is a, you know, this is an oddly paced movie or book. It really is. It's measurably off paced, but this is what we want to go for. This is the kind of jarring, you know, impact we want to have. Um, so I, I think that's the most intelligent way to use the information. No, and that's really well said. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully that is uh, the way that this is deployed. It, it, it essentially has to be for companies to take full advantage of it. Let's go back a step and tell us how someone arrives at creating a company like StoryFit. Share with us a little bit about your very interesting background and sort of how you got to this point. Uh, well, I started and, and still, you know, feel it in my blood as a journalist. And I was a producer for ABC News and Good Morning America, really covering the breaking news. And so at the core of that 
is, is finding the story, right? Is finding the story and, and figuring out how you're going to share it in a way that's going to resonate and it's going to um, connect to the, to the viewer. Part of that is the, the DNA in StoryFit as well, and I think exists in everybody in the company. They come to it with this love of the story being the core, and then figuring out the, the medium and the, the length and all that is second to, to the, like what's at the very core of what we're doing. Uh, I went on then through um, you know, startups and other um, media and content companies and spent a long time awash in the middle of big data. And so I think to me, this is really the transition that we're making. And I bet you're having conversations, you know, with, with a lot of people saying the same thing is we, we all did big data for a while, but we just didn't have the processing power available to ask all the questions. So to me, AI is just that next transition from having um, just gobs and gobs of data um, to look through and try and make sense of to now the power to really ask very specific questions of all this data and get usable insights. And so my team is just this wonderful mix of um, movie nerds and very smart literature majors and data scientists that um, can bring all of this together, the smart data with the really smart questions. And um, that's what has me most excited, I think, about, about the future of AI is just is, is all the interesting, basically, stories we're now able to tell from, from big data. A lot of people, and we see this with voice assistants and, and a lot of the stuff we do, like with some of the conferences we do and some of the content we put together a voice first FM, you know, there is a lot of fear yeah. of artificial intelligence and there's fear of all this new technology, these smart speakers and these voice assistants. And the fear goes well beyond just privacy and security delving into just our human nature of um, not wanting to change and not wanting to embrace new types of technology that eventually will make our lives much more fruitful and better and more accessible. You know, you're obviously very involved with technology and have been for a, for a long time, um, super educated and articulate. What concerns a person like you, if anything, about this new era of artificial intelligence and machine learning that we're about to find ourselves in? Well, if you, you know anything about entrepreneurs, they tend to be super optimistic because otherwise we're crazy to start companies like this, right? <laughs> so I, you know, across all areas, lean towards the optimism. I think actually people are amazing and that humanity is amazing and we continue to get smarter, but also better. And so that's where I put my faith in the growth of AI is that um, despite, you know, sometimes what feels like overwhelming bad news, I think that that on the whole, we're building some amazing smart things. So I, I'm just about as optimistic as you can be. And I, and I read and I hear um, all the negatives and the bad things that can happen, but that's not what I've been seeing in, in, in our work and in the people that I'm working with. Um, so I think that AI has, has the um, ability to really discover, I mean, and then talk about it, and I know you do, and the, and the medicine and all the things that can happen through being able to sift through all this data. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about the future of it. And I love the idea of applying it right back into something. I mean, you've got amazing things that happen in medicine, but I love applying it to entertainment too, because I think that's part of 
like who we are as people and, and ability to be entertained and hear wonderful stories and, and experience others' lives through, through media, I think is just a real gift. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that AI can contribute in that area towards actual greater um, creativity as well. That's well put. And I think that's a theme that we're going to see unfold over the next few years. And I, it's one reason why I'm so excited about Digital Book World where Monica Landers will be part of the program for Digital Book World 2018, taking place October 2nd through the 4th here in Nashville, Tennessee at the Music City Center. Don't miss that. The idea of what, what is a book? And, you know, we've got all this technology around us and it's challenging our notions of storytelling and it's challenging our notions of what is the proper medium to marry with this story or that story or this narrative or this thing over here, this experience over here. There's all this, uh, these, these unsettled and unanswered questions around publishing and technology that you, you've got a front row seat with what you're doing. We've got a front row seat with what we're doing. It's going to be fun to watch. And uh, I think you just sort of articulated a lot of it with what you just said, but it's the bottom line of it all, which it always is a bottom line fantastic stories and fantastic experiences are going to shape more human lives than they ever have before. You, you follow the arc of publishing, you know very well that publishing has been defined over human history as something that has been available to only a very few people. And it's been defined by gatekeepers at every turn. And through technology, we have managed to shed ourselves of a lot of those. And now we're getting into a, a, an era where technology can deliver interactive, you know, multi-layered and multifaceted experiences to, to different people. I, I, I'm excited about it, Monica. I think uh, what you're doing is phenomenal. And um, it's just one aspect of many of the future we're about to, to find ourselves in. Well, you must be seeing this too with DBW. I mean, you know, we've been around three years and it's night and day talking to publishers now than when we first launched. And so I see a real growth and, and deeper understanding. And a lot of times I tell them like, you know, some of these phrases that seem over our heads, we're not, we're not um, familiar with an AI, I bet we'll just be rolling off our tongues in five years. You know, any publisher will be able to talk about AI and how to use it five years from now. And right now it's still new, but that's still better from several years ago when it was um, scary. So I can see the, the steps that we're making. I know that you're, you're working with at DBW, and I, I think that's all very exciting. Thank you for giving us this time. Thank you for sharing not just your time, but your insight with me in the audience as well. Oh, you're so welcome. For Artificial Intelligence, Episode 4, thank you for listening, and until next time.